0: Welcome back to the Grappling Discourse. Guys, it might be time for me to change my phone number. I have had this number for years now. And until recently, I never thought about changing it. But over the past three or four months, I have had about 10 people message me, asking me for discounts, kind of just hit me up like, hey, I want to come back and train, but I can't afford it. Can you work with me? And I've gotten a bunch of different like sob stories like, hey, this is going on. That's going on. I need a discount. I want to come back. This means so much to me, but I can't afford it. And when people ask me for a discount to the gym, it always feels kind of like a slap in the face. And I'll explain why. Now, I used to be the appointment setter at our gym. Prior to a year and a half ago, I was the guy. If you were interested, I was going to contact you and try and set an appointment for you. And I really enjoyed doing that. I really like talking to people that are interested in jujitsu. When they come in, I try to, make their, try to make the class and just their experience, their first time, like enjoyable. I want to do everything I can for them to fall in love with this art. And the first step is just that first interaction. And so when I was doing this job, some of the times I would use the business phone, but other times I would just use my personal cell. So there's a lot of random people out there that have my phone number. And for the most part, this has like never been an issue. Never. Honestly, there's been like some really cool times where like somebody's messaged me out of the blue, like, hey, I know you don't know me, but I came in and tried a class a year ago. For whatever reason, I just wasn't ready to join, but I really want to come back. Can you give me the schedule and can I set a time to come back in? And especially with COVID, like when COVID hit, um, you know, there's a bunch of people a year, year and a half, even two, two years later that that would message me and like, hey, I came in right before COVID and I was. Interested in joining, but then that whole thing happened life My life kind of turned upside down for a bit like a lot of people's but i'm ready to get get going I want to do this And so totally cool. Like I love That, you know, they had my number and they were able to reach out and I was able to get them in but as I said, you know, i've had A handful of people Reach out looking for discounts recently and i'm like, ah man, like it's just so annoying now, prior to about four years ago, we used to give discounts. We would give diff- discounts all the time. And honestly, our motto used to be like, oh, you want to train. You seem really interested in this. This could become a passion of yours. We believe in jiu-jitsu. We believe this can change your life. And we want you to enjoy jiu-jitsu with us. So if you can't pay... The price that we're asking, what will work with you? And I know I've done an episode before about discounts, kind of talking about why it doesn't really work and how it always just kind of leads to low quality members. And as a business, a low quality member is someone who doesn't either bring value to the gym or they don't pay their bills. And I know that might sound harsh to some of you guys, but that's just the reality of it, right? We have to make money. This is our living. Brandon, myself, and Lindsay, like this is what we do. We are trying to provide the the best product, and we need people to pay. And we found no matter how much of a discount we gave, it just never worked. We would you know, those guys would, their bills would be delinquent. They'd kind of try and be in and out of the gym. Hey, like, you know, they just kind of want to come when they wanted to come. They would pay when they wanted to pay. They always had a reason why they couldn't pay the $60 we were asking them, even though we were giving them a 50% discount. And we just made really, Lindsay was the one that was finally like, Hey, no more discounts. And she would get really upset if me and Brandon ever did. So it got to the point because Brandon is such a softie where he never ever, ever talks money with any of the students or anybody coming in. They're always sent to myself or Lindsay. And there've been a few times in the past where, you know, I just, I was sucked in, you know, to somebody's story and I would offer them a discount and Lindsay would always get mad at me. You know, she would be really frustrated. Like, Hey, everyone pays the same. No one's special. Everyone pays the same. Get that through your head. (laughs) And I've got that through my head now and I always tried to change my thinking whenever you know because in the past you know I would give those discounts because as I told you guys you know I want people to train I think it's going to change your life but I started thinking about all the things that we provide like all the services we provide and honestly for most of our students like this is their favorite thing to do and for you guys just think about like you're listening to a jujitsu podcast so you've got to be really into this sport and It's got to be like one of your favorite places to be is your gym. Some of your best friends, some of your best experiences week in and week out come from your jujitsu gym. And so part of me is like, man, like we honestly could charge double or triple our prices just because of the value we provide to a lot of people. And that's, that's really cool. It's really special. And so when people are messaging me about, you know, discounts, it's always just, it's just really annoying. You know, because I always ask the question, you know, to myself, as I said, like all the people that we ever have given discounts to, almost all of them haven't really provided anything to the gym, anything special to the gym. And especially people that aren't training at the gym or that aren't competing for the gym. Like what makes you think you're just like a random dude and you're wanting a discount? Like what makes you think that you deserve that? I actually had a guy message a couple days ago, and he's a guy that <laughs> um, he's trained a couple times at the gym, and he sent me this like long message about how he wants to come back and train and how he would just really appreciate if we could find a way to work with him, and he's not going to be able to pay the 159 that we charge now he's like is there any way we could do like 80 to like half that like 80 dollars a month and i'll only come to these like he's just trying to make a deal and this guy again it was a member in the past came a few times paid his bill once came a couple of times after he hadn't paid and then disappeared and now wants to come back at a discounted price and it's like man you know like when you were here you weren't a quality student, now you're wanting to come back at a really, really good price. Like that's just not gonna happen. And so I've kind of got to the point where I just, you know, tell people, hey, like this is our prices. And then if they ask or they send me something back, I just don't even respond anymore. I just leave them on read. Like I like I'm not gonna go back and forth with you, you know, because I don't want to, you know, I understand, you know, you've got things going on in your life. You think jiu-jitsu is going to be the answer for what's going on or it's just something you feel like you need in your life. But ah, I just know, and I think most of us can agree, that you know you can almost always find a way to pay for the things that you want to do. Almost always. I mean, there are those super rare circumstances where you just can't. But for the most part, most people, especially in the United States, can find a way to pay for something that they want to do. And for what we offer, I mean, 159 is, is a steal. And we have guys, like, to me, like, as a competitor, I understand. Like, that's one. Like, if you're really going out there and competing for the gym and killing it, like, I can understand why you would want a discount. Now, I also understand the argument for why they shouldn't get a discount because they're the ones, like, that use the gym the most. They're the ones that use the instruction the most. They use the mats. They use the bodies. They use all of that stuff. But at the same time... Especially like the MMA guys, like they have brought in, like I know like Travis has brought in multiple people that have signed up because they watched him fight MMA. Same thing with Christian. Christian has bought in multiple people. And so if you're providing like that, like you're bringing people and signing people up or like what you're doing, like, you know, that's a different, you're going out there and competing all the time. You're going out there and, you know, facing new wave and B team people. You're going out and trying to win ADCC trials. You know, you're killing. It. You're trying to help with the gym. Like, eventually, you'll work your way into a role where you're not even paying. You'll just be helping with classes, or you'll be doing something to cover that cost. But just the randos that want discounts to me, it's like just mind blowing. Like, you don't go into Walmart and ask for discounts. You don't go into like McDonald's and ask for a discount. So, what what makes you think like you should go to the small business owner, the jujitsu gym, and see if you know you can work in for like half off? And try and make stipulations about why you should come back. Like to me, especially with where our gym's at now, it's almost like, you know, I, we just we just don't need people. Like yes, we want as many people to train as possible, but at the same time, we want to make sure that we're getting quality members now because what we've got is is just something that's really special. And you know, it's one of those things. Like if you want to do like if you want to join, like there's a cost to joining. Now the barter system, that's a whole nother story. You know, I think if you have something that the owner wants right then you can find a way to make that work and we've actually had you know some really successful barters (laughs) at 10 planet decatur history you know we've had um you know somebody like help build help build our mats brandon and myself zero idea how to do that we needed a couple people to come in and they did a phenomenal job and the mats to this day are still in just phenomenal shape like the work they did top, top notch. We've had people like offer massages. We've had people offer, you know, again, just a bunch of different things over the years. So, you know, to me, if you're trying to barter, okay, that's a little cooler because you're trying to provide us value. And in turn, we're going to give you some value back, but just, Hey, out of the blue, I want to come back. This really means a lot to me, but I can't pay this price and I don't want to pay this price. I want to pay this price like, eh. go find another jujitsu gym or go find another martial arts school to go train at. So now I want to talk about something that I think is really interesting. We talked last time about Gordon Ryan's health issues and how long he's going to be out for. I don't think anybody knows. We just know that he's been out for all of 2023 so far. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him out the entire year. At this point, with his health conditions, I mean, we really have to ask the question, how much longer does he have as an athlete? Because just the wear and tear on his body, I mean, it's going to kill him. Like The man's number one concern should be his health. And he's also made so much money. I mean, he's at least made $5 million, give or take right i mean i don't think he's like in the tens of millions yet but i'd guarantee my guys probably got four five six million that he's made off of like dvds and stuff and maybe it's more maybe it's a little less i don't know but he's definitely a millionaire and he's um you know one of the great minds in jiu-jitsu and so he's going to be able to continue making a living teaching and stuff. But I just wonder with like the stress of being an athlete with all the training and then, you know, lifting and eating and the steroid usage to try and compete at the top level, like I just don't know how much longer he's got. And so I was thinking a lot about this because I was listening to a basketball podcast the other other day and they were, they were talking about the NBA's problem because the NBA has got a LeBron James and Steph Curry issue where... When LeBron's playing and doing well, when Steph Curry's playing and doing well, whether it's in the playoffs, regular seasons, whatever, like those are the games that are the most watched. It's the Lakers, the Warriors, and the Boston Celtics. There's a couple of other teams that do pretty well, that have pretty big fan bases, but for the most part, the league is run by LeBron James and Stephon Curry. And these guys are getting older. I mean, LeBron is in his, he just finished his 20th season in the NBA, 20 seasons. And he played at an elite level, but you could tell like his body was hurting towards the end. And he made some kind of just, you know, he made some remarks hinting at like, he doesn't know what his future is. I think he's got one or two more seasons in him. I know one of his big goals is to play with his son. Like, that's one of his huge goals. He wants to play with his son. And um, I, I think he's going to try to do that. His son's going to be a freshman in, at uh, USC next year. So if his son plays one season, then gets drafted in the NBA, I think we could see LeBron hang around for a year or two more. But LeBron doesn't have much left. Stephen Curry, you know, he's going to be 35 years old. He's getting older. Who fills the gap after that? Because those are the two guys with ratings. Ratings wise, I really carry the league The Boston Celtics also do really well They just won a crazy game tonight Last second shot They're looking to become the only team In professional sports history To come back from an 0-3 deficit You have to win four straight games And they've won three So they got one more It's back at Boston So the league's really hoping I guarantee the powers that be, like, are really hoping for a Celtics victory because the Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets, are the other team. They're the Western Conference representative, and they're just not a big market team. Now, I talk about this because with the absence of Gordon Ryan, I wonder, like, with flow Grappling, like, what their viewership looks like. I would love to know what Nicholas Marigali's numbers were the other night. Like, how many people tuned in and watched that card? Because I think it was a quarter of the amount of people I would have watched if Gordon was main eventing against somebody. Like I would love to see, because Pedro Mourinho main evented against Nicholas Marigal, he also main evented against Gordon Ryan. I would just love to compare those two numbers. And without Gordon, I, I think we can all say that Maragalli is just not the guy. He's not the guy to carry the sport. Um, it's definitely not like he's just cheesy. He's very unlikable, and he wants to do it in the gi. Because here's the thing: like we know that the viewership's higher no gi. There's a reason that Flow Grappling has been doing mostly no gi shows. It's because that's what people are watching. It's just faster pace and it's a little more exciting, and. There are people that don't really train that watch jiu Now, I don't know how many of those are people are out there. But there definitely are people out there that aren't really into jujitsu. I know some of you probably right now are rolling your eyes and going, Matt, there's no way that there are fans of jiu-jitsu that don't train. But I'm telling you, there are. And I've met people before, like they'll come in and sign up. But they've been watching jiu for like a year. And I, you'll hear about it more and more. Now, again, I don't think there's not like a million people, but there's definitely like, there's definitely people out there. And no gi just makes more sense to them. You're definitely not watching gi over no gi if you don't train. And Marigali has to compete in the gi because that's where he's dominant. We know like he can't take over the no gi scene. He did well at ADCC. But at the same time, he was very beatable. I mean, Craig beat him. I honestly thought Ty Rotolo beat him in that match. Then he lost in the finals, a super boring match in the absolute. Um, And yeah, he's just not the guy. So who is it? Because we have the Rotolos who are just studs and stars in their own right, but they're kind of committed to one FC. Seems like a bunch of guys have kind of left flow, and they're doing the 1FC thing. And 1FC is a great promotion for grapplers. I mean, those dudes are getting paid. I know Daniel Kelly may, has probably made like $100,000 competing for him. I know Mikey Musumichi has made probably over $100,000 competing for him. Same thing with the Rutolos. Like, these dudes are making tons of money. I mean, anytime they get a cool submission, they're getting a $50,000 bonus on top of whatever one is paying them. And I tell my guys that all the time, like, yeah, I know the UFC is like awesome and everything, but one pays really, really well and you can do grappling matches, you can do more Thai, you can do everything, like it's just such a cool promotion. And so if we just kind of take the Rotolos off the board, because that's kind of where they're at. And I know some of you are going, well, like why can't they do it over in one? It's just one isn't watched in the United States. It's just not. And what I mean by that is like not a lot of people are watching their shows live, not like a lot of people like myself who are, are watching things all the time. Like I watch pretty much every UFC card. I watch tons of grappling, I'm watching tons of wrestling right now. I watch one on kind of re1, like a few days after the events happened, I go back, I watch the important matches, but you know if I'm not catching them live, I just I, the viewership isn't the same as the UFC. I would say that more people watch like a W and O than watch Ty Rutolo grapple at 1FC, like Ty's last match or Mikey's last match. Now, I know somebody like you saw the matches. I'm not talking about like the after the fact or the highlights. I'm talking about actually, hey, I'm watching this live. Now, I could be wrong, but I just don't think a lot of people are watching it live. So, Flo, we're taking Rutolos out. The Tackett brothers are super exciting, but they're just not winning. They haven't, like, won at the highest level. And Williams kind of on a losing streak. Andrews just hasn't really won anything of note. Mika, tons of controversy, right? He just popped for steroids. He super, like, injured his knee really bad. Um, he's kind of out. So who is it, you know? We go to New Wave. John Carlo Budani incredible. He's a ADCC gold medalist. But same thing, he's kind of like hit or miss on his performances, I feel like. What about B-team? Craig kind of says he's you know, kind of half-retired. and His next match is going to be for the UFC Fight Pass against Felipe Pena, but he's kind of like out of the game because Craig is that number two guy. But Craig has also put on some really boring performances because guys just won't really engage with him. Some of the worst matches I've ever seen have been Craig Jones matches just because of the opponent he's going against won't engage with him. Nicky Rod, ah, he's got the potential. He's just not quite there yet. I think Nicky Rod's probably two, three years away from being a true star. But I see it. He's got star potential. He's jacked. He's like—I mean—he looks like a superhero. Um, he's done some modeling, so you know he's a handsome fella. He's um, super dynamic, super like super athlete. His game's always improving. Watching Nicky Rod roll in the gym is like—I mean—he has some of my favorite roles. Like I love watching him move in the gym. You watch him and Hasim Rita roll like. Pff, I would pay to watch that. Like I would subscribe if their YouTube channel was like subscription based. Hundred percent would tell you guys to subscribe, and I would hundred percent be subscribed to the premium stuff. But yeah, I don't feel like Nicky Rod's quite there yet. So yeah, they've got this. They got this big hole. Women's wise, I actually think the women's scene is like. There's a couple of women that are stars. You know, I think Fiona Davies is a star. I wish she competed more. I wish she got her name. Like, I wish Flo Grappling would push Fiona Davies because I, I do think she's a star. But women's sports have always been like, it's been tough to like kind of lead. And so I think Flo has a hard time. Um, you know, like, They're not going to put the same effort behind Fiona Davies as they will Gordon Ryan, even though Fiona Davies is super dominant, has some of the most beautiful jujitsu you're going to see. So we need that guy representative. Kainen Duarte? Ah, Kainen's incredible. But I don't know. I, I really think the only guys like in Gordon's absence, so if we say Gordon is just gone, I think we have the Rutolos. And I think we have Nicky Rod. There's nobody else that's really sticking out. You know, maybe if Cole Abate really has this huge spurt, but I don't see it yet from Cole. I think Cole's. Ah, a couple of years away from being at the top of the top. And to be the top of the top and be the huge draw, you kind of have to compete at absolute as well. And so somebody like Kolobate is so small, like people want to see you go against the Giants. And that was the thing with Gordon and why he bulked up because he knew, like, hey, like, yeah, he he competed against big guys when he was 175, 180 pounds, but he also lost some of the like that's when he lost to Felipe Pena when he was giving up that size then we see super Gordon who's 225 230 just jacked going out mauling everybody like that's what people really like went behind like yeah like people followed Gordon but it wasn't until he was just dominating everybody at absolute that he became kind of like the heavyweight draw it's like when you're watching Mike Tyson or now you see Tyson Fury like he's the king of boxing yeah, I get it. Everybody likes watching all these other guys like Canelo and Triple G and, you know, all those dudes. But at the end of the day, the heavyweights are the ones that sell. And same thing, you know. You want to know who the baddest dude is. And we know the baddest dude in jiu-jitsu is that absolute champion. So it's got to be somebody. Got to be somebody that competes in absolute. But really, man, there's just there's a big void without Gordon. I know Flo is probably just scratching their head. I can see them right now. Just everybody in flow. They got some chalkboard and there's right names down. They're like, okay, we tried Marigali. Like that sucked. Yeah. He spray printed a triangle on his back and he went out there and dominated. like that sucked. Nobody cared about that. Well, who are we going to go with next? Who's going to main event next? Should we try this guy? Should we try that guy? Should we try I'm almost wondering if they should just go for somebody like like an Isaac Michelle, right? Isaac Michelle, one who's next. Super exciting grappler. He's kind of got a history with New Wave and B Team. He's young. Um, you know, it's got to be somebody like like they got to build somebody up. Somebody that doesn't have a lot of history on the scene. Because that's kind of what like. Like, I want to see. Like, a guy like Kynan, he's just got too much history. He's won and lost so many matches now. It's kind of like, you know, it's just kind of tough for, like, Kynan Duarte. Like, you're going to tell me Kynan's the guy? When I watch Tim Spriggs, he'll hook him? Like, ah. Gordon ain't getting heel hooked by Tim Spriggs. If Gordon got heel hooked by Tim Spriggs, it'd be really tough. (laughs) It'd be really, really tough for people to kind of back... Gordon is like the goat, you know, like Gordon's in the goat conversation because he wins the matches he's supposed to win. And Kynan, he's notoriously lost some matches and done and poorly at times. And so I'd like to see them really get behind some of these younger guys like Gordon's out, some of these really young and up-and-comers guys. And if the Rutolas are with 1FC, then let's start seeing the guys like Isaac Michelle um, really get their chance to to like showcase and lead the next wave, um, the the next wave of Jiu Jitsu stars. So next time, guys, I love and appreciate you. Peace.